everybody, welcome to our second attempt at recording this episode of every Marvel movie ever. Because my dogs keep fighting, and there's gardeners outside, and we're recording in a different place. So it's it's really chaos here, but hopefully it doesn't ruin the, the episode. This is going to be a rough one, just like the movie. <laughs> yeah, so I guess today we're talking about Captain America 1990. You're not, I guess, I know, because I had to watch this over the course of several hours. This is the third Captain America property we've talked about on this show. It's a lot more Captain America than the last ones were. The last ones were just some artist motorcycle. Yeah, I don't think it's very hard to beat the last one. Yeah, and this one has like a proper Captain America suit and the Red Skull's in it, even if he's the Red Skull for like five minutes. And he's very bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody is very bad. This, this is a rough one, but I loved it, I think. And yeah, this is another Spider-Man situation where it's not a good movie at all, but there's just so much that it's, is hilarious it's really it's still fun. entertaining. It's so fun and so goofy, and we're just going to get right into it here. So let, let's just preface this by saying it has 3.3 out of 10 on IMDb and a 7% on Rotten Tomatoes and is often cited as one of the worst movies of all time. So that's a pretty good start from, from the get-go. Led by Matt Salinger, the son of... Of J.D. Salinger, who wrote The Catcher in the Rye, which always blows my mind. That's so weird that it's that guy's son is fucking it's... Captain America. I mean, all right. <laughs> that, that's crazy. One of my favorite facts that I was kind of shocked to learn is that this had a budget of $10 million and made $10,000 back. That makes sense, but where did the $10 million go? <laughs> To the rubber ears. Released on December 14th, 1990, theatrically everywhere but the US. The US was released direct to video on July 22nd, 1992. We're still just gonna go 1990 because that's that's what it's known as, and also it doesn't matter because our next movie is 1994. So I'm not lying to you guys this week. Directed by Albert Payun, who I know I'm butchering that. He was supposed to make a Spider-Man movie for canon. He also directed Cyborg with Van Damme. An original script had the Red Skull stealing the Statue of Liberty, like in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4 Turtles in Time on Super Nintendo. I don't know, doesn't that also happen the Charlie's Angels video game on GameCube? Doesn't the Statue of Liberty get stolen? I don't know. I've never played it. Why? <laughs> because I've never owned a GameCube That's for like one. one of the fucking best games ever made. Like, everyone I'm, thinks I'm sure that. It is. It's so good. See that Charlie's, er, I know you saw that fucking Charlie's Angels reboot oh, trailer. God. With the, the Lana Del Rey slash yeah. Miley Cyrus slash Ariana Grande. <laughs> We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> That's not really our wheelhouse. But Val Kilmer was originally considered for Captain America, and so was Dolph Lundgren and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Dolph Lundgren did, did the Punisher instead. I kind of wish they would have gotten Arnold Schwarzenegger. Me too. Specifically because he's the least American person you can get to play Captain America. Yeah, Captain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Be Captain Austria and Captain America. And the whole reason that he didn't get cast is because of his voice. <laughs> and it's like that's the Fair only enough. reason. He's too big to be Captain. He America. is definitely well. I mean, Captain America's I... buff, but he's not huge usually. Unless it's Ultimate Captain America, then nobody <laughs> likes Ultimate Captain America. Stanley, we owe a lot to Stanley, pretty much everything on this show to him, but he said director Albert Payune did it Director Albert Payune did it so well and so excitingly that everyone in the audience kept clamoring for more to explain the reshoots, and that's a lie. That is clearly that is a lie. lie. 
I love you, Stan, but that is not... That's bullshit. <laughs> I'm I calling... I think the 3.3 and the 7% I don't show that Yeah, I don't believe that good. for a second. That was back in the day when reshoots weren't common, I guess, so you had to explain... Like, everyone felt like they had to explain why you're doing reshoots. Like, just... Come on, buddy. Just, just don't say anything. It's so, fine. So, Stan Lee thought that this was a good one, but not the Spider-Man one. No, he... And... Or Doctor Strange, which or right, rightfully <laughs> so. Like, there's a lot of, like, stars in this movie. Like, Ronnie Cox plays the president, and he's in Deliverance, he's in Total Recall, he's in Robocop, and of course, Ned Beatty is very famous. He's also in Deliverance. He he plays Sam. He's in Superman as Otis, which is a character I have a very love-hate relationship with, and you'll know him best because you were a child as Lotso Huggin' Bear from Toy Story 3. <laughs> so... Cool. <laughs> and Scott Palin... It plays Red Skull, and he's he's in Teen Wolf and Turner and Hooch and a bunch of other dog-related movies. So, uh, that's all the fun facts I have for right now. Hopefully, they'll I'll bring up more later, but I'll probably forget. Uh, so yeah, I always do. So let's just get into the actual movie. It confuses me right from the start because the first logo we see is for 21st Century Film Corporation. It, so- a, it sounds it's a like it sounds like a fucking lie. Like it sounds like something you'd see in a movie where they'd be like, "Oh, this is by 21st Century Film Corporation" instead of 20th Century Fox. Yeah. So I don't even. I was gonna do some research into it, but we're they recording this episode earlier than <laughs> usual, so I didn't have the time. Too. But the actual film opens in Porta Venere, Italy in 1936, and this kid's talking in Italian, and then just the title shows up. Like, it's just these kids talking. Yeah, I was so confused. Yeah, I, at first I was like, oh shit, is this whole thing in Italian? And I didn't check. But, but no, they just decide not to subtitle this part, but also subtitle other parts. Oh, yeah, okay, so that's just a problem in the entire movie. Sometimes there will be characters that are just talking in a different language, and they'll only put subtitles for some of it, and but most of it doesn't get subtitled. Exactly, like, clearly, whatever they're actually saying is barely what's in the subtitle. Oh, yeah, and when, when there is subtitles... It's usually off by like two sentences. That's that's really a lost in translation thing. I I I don't know if twenty first century film corporations head of subtitles was really the best guy for their job. And also the subtitles always appear in like quotations. Yeah. For some <laughs> reason, like how what are you gonna get it confused with? I just don't understand how you can miss entire sentences. You can miss entire conversation. It'll be like, yeah, we'll get like a fragment of a sentence on the screen and they'll have already said like three different sentences all the way through. Anyway, there's this kid playing the piano. He's being recorded. Mr. Quarter will come back later. And all these women are watching him. And then the Nazis break in, led by this guy in this big hat with this like comically large golden eagle right on the front of it. But you know, that's Nazis for you, man. They're not the best. <laughs> um, so so silly those Nazis. Oh my! Like they're just wacky so jokesters. Yeah. <laughs> so they they want the piano guy for his superior intelligence, and so they murder his mom and, and probably everybody else, and they make him watch, which is a very Magneto thing more than a than a Red Skull thing. But you know, all right. It's weird that Red Skull, they get him when he's a child, because, yeah, this kid will eventually turn into the Red Skull. Very shortly, actually, but it's like... Which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, why he's, like, a kid. He's, like, 12, and then 
when he's or fighting why he Captain sides America with them. Later. Yeah, but then he's 19 later when he fights Captain yeah. America. So he's just he's just like an edgy teen. Then these Nazis are watching like this film strip of a rat, and then they have this skinless rat that apparently they gave the super soldier serum to. <laughs> it's terrible stop motion. It's it's like it's just a claymation puppet exactly. It looks like the the I was telling my dad it looks like a Sumerian rat monkey from Dead Alive, which somebody will probably understand that reference. It, it looks like all of the effects in the movie Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's very like Tim Burton, but if Tim Burton was an idiot, so like Tim Burton now, like it's really it's, it's fucking Tim Burton's bad. like failed student. Yeah, yeah. He was like, "Oh, Tim, I'm gonna impress you. I'm gonna I'm gonna work on Captain America. I, I know you love your superhero movies, making your Batman movies. Watch what I can do." And then Tim, and then he made a skinless rat. You know, he actually. Tim Burton shot himself watching that this movie. Like, yeah, like all the the he ripped his own skin off. That's why, yeah, that's why every Tim Burton movie since like 1994 has been really horrible. Because, because Tim Burton is the Red Skull. Yeah, that's why. Exactly why they skinned him like a rat. <laughs> also, the rat growls. And rats, that's not really in- Rats don't growl. <laughs> they, yeah, they, they squeak. They don't growl. This lady Nazi doctor shows up, and there's this chair with restraints, and they're gonna put this little boy into it and turn him into the red skull, and the lady doctor isn't having it, so she runs off. And then it cuts to seven years later, and in case you didn't- you couldn't do the fucking math, it then tells the, you- Can I mention that this chair, when they're restraining him, has a- has a mask that's oh, just yeah. a face. It has like an orgy mask on it. It has like it has ears. It's weird goggles. Yeah. It's it's Nazis torturing a child and they made it silly. <laughs> it's so because weird. Because Nazis are goofy. Nazis are fucking wacky pranksters as we're going to learn later <laughs> on in this movie. Cut to 7 years later and you, and then it's it starts by saying 1936 and that's just 7 years later and immediately it says 1943 if you couldn't do the math and add 7 to 1936. I mean, you don't really need both. Okay, <laughs> fine. We're at the White House. Someone's telling the president who is... It's Roosevelt at the time, because they keep mentioning him later. They're telling him about Project Rebirth, where you can take someone with birth defects or whatever and turn them into an athlete. And this Italian boy called the Red Skull. It was, like, their first subject. And I just really want to see that, like, 12-year-old Red Skull, because, like... Yeah. I assume with the, the red with skull the makeup happened. from this movie. Yeah, but it's it's on a kid. Yeah, like, it's just, that'd be so fucking goofy looking, and it already is so ridiculous. But this man from California named Steve Rogers has volunteered, and he lives in fucking Redondo Beach. So if you recall, and I know you do because you listen to this show, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is the golden standard for Captain America characterization. The whole I'm just a kid from Brooklyn thing doesn't really work when he's a he's fucking a surfer from guy from Redondo Beach. <laughs> well, I mean, he's not a surfer if he has polio, but... Whatever, that's why he got polio, because of all the fucking <laughs> surfing. Surfing accident. Yeah, surfing in that contaminated-ass 1940s walk. <laughs> That's, I hate that. Like, why, why, and why Redondo? Like, that's, I lived in Torrance for a while, which is, like, five minutes away from Redondo, and Redondo Beach is not Captain America's <laughs> jam. Like, it's so wrong for him. And so there's this big party, and these kids are just eating the lemons out of this punch bowl, and it's... It's so gross. <laughs> like, they don't even focus on it. It's just a weird thing in the background. Yeah, they're just scooping it up and, and eating them, putting their 
gross little hands in there. Like, I mean, you know, whatever. Like, that is what kids do. Kids, kids are gross. Do that. <laughs> oh, kids probably do. I don't know. They're very, they were very young. We get this zoom in on this newspaper just to remind you it's World War Two. In case you didn't know from fucking 1936 and six years later or whatever and the nazis and, and all the nazis that we saw and steve is brunette also and he's not out of shape like he's a perfectly fine looking guy like he's a perfectly sturdy tall guy and he's then not... when he becomes captain america he doesn't change no his he, body doesn't change at all he looks exactly the same like the whole thing is he's supposed to be this skinny guy he just loses his polio he loses, it's, yeah, exactly, it's not a fucking, it doesn't give him muscles, it gets rid of his polio. Which he doesn't is, even seem that athletic. <laughs> no, but the super serum in this movie's weird, because sometimes it'll melt your face off, and then they won't do anything to change it. Like, they never mention changing it before they give it to Steve Rogers, and then and he's And also, fine. sometimes it makes you invulnerable to bullets. Yeah, He takes two point-blank range bullets yeah, from a pistol he does, to exactly, the chest. Immediately after. And doesn't react at all. Oh, well, we're, we're almost there. So, his mom gives him his dad's old medal. And in the comic books, although I'm pretty sure this is after that, like, this was written after this movie, Steve Rogers' his dad was an abusive alcoholic, and the only reason that Steve Rogers wanted to fight so hard was because his mom taught him to. Because his dad was an abusive alcoholic, it's not a war hero. It's, like, the whole point. It's the whole point of, of I could do this all day. It's the whole fucking thing. And they just... No, now he's a war hero. Be careful like your dad, Steve. I mean, look, we already knew that it wasn't going to be accurate at all when you lose in Redondo Beach. But, yeah, <laughs> but, and then, so, also, Steve has a ton of friends who care about him, so he's not an underdog, he doesn't have a reason to want to fight, he, he, like, like, he's in good shape, so what the fuck, like, every line, I know last time we talked about Captain America, I, I, spent most of the episode talking about how good Captain America the First Avenger is, and because I'm gonna do great, that again because there are so many lines in that fucking movie that perfectly establish the character of Steve Rogers pre-serum that none of them are relevant to The grenade scene? None of, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's, he's still skinny. But none of these things, like, so, so the whole bit where he's talking with Peggy and he's like, Women aren't exactly lying enough to dance with the guy they might step on. But he's got a girlfriend here. Bucky, come on, there are men laying down their lives. I got no right to do any less than them. He's not going to war because he wants to. He's going to war because he has polio. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. Also, he's from Redondo Beach. I don't like bullies. I don't care where they're from. Clearly, you have never had a problem with that because you are a perfectly normal surfer dude. With polio. With polio. The polio was mentioned one time, and it, it doesn't matter. Like He has a limp. It, I, <laughs> it's the worst run I've ever seen. Yeah, it is. I hate that. <laughs> that that's my rant for, for today. Actually, I think I have another one later. But I just hate that so much. The rant that, that, is about how shitty this Captain America is. The characterization's so off. I feel like there's a lot of things that are off well, about this movie. Red Brown's Captain America wasn't great. perfect. Well, he was still great. Yeah, I liked he, it a lot. he he was. It's not Matt Salinger's fault. He does he does a, a fine well, job. Yeah. He looks the he does look the part. Yeah, po- he definitely does. Serum and Red Brown's doesn't make any sense, but at least he's got the fucking character down. And, I mean, he's a motorcyclist and like an artist, and that uh, the artist part's right. I don't know. It's bad. And so he's dating this nurse. He has the worst run I've ever seen. This weird limp sprint, and then he just gets rid of it. 
yeah. at one point. Well, like, I guess he, I, it was the polio. <laughs> the fucking polio was causing it. She's like, oh, oh, I'll miss you, Steve, when you're gone. And then all his friends see him off. And she's like, oh, wait for you forever and ever and ever. And I was thinking that that line That's would... A I thought that line would, would come back later. And she'd be like, I waited for you forever and ever and ever, Steve. The idea and comes back with a line. The idea doesn't. comes back, but, like, it's it's kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty dumb. But anyway, the Nazi doctor is driving him off while he's smoking, so I guess he doesn't have asthma if he's just smoking. Whatever. These soldiers walk into a cafe, and then this scene, I'm immediately back in. My dad watched this scene with me, like, the first time, because I just watched this scene because I couldn't stop watching it, and then I went back and took all the notes. So, much, it's just a lot like the first Avenger, you know, they have, like, a code phrase, and then a secret door opens to the super soldier laboratory, it's, like, exactly the same. One of the soldiers is named Kirby, Jack Kirby, co-creator of Captain America, that's fun. This is, like, a movie where I'm like, okay, well, the, in this one, the references are like a thing, I think. There's a big reference. There's that a I think caught us huge both by reference. Yeah. I didn't write this down, I don't think, but the main love interest later in the movie is, Her name is Sharon. Sharon, Sharon Carter, yeah. Agent 13. This guy looks exactly like Howard Stark, and I just called him Howard Stark throughout all my notes because he never gets I, a name. And I, he might he totally could be. <laughs> like it totally could be. Like, why not? Like it's period accurate. And I think that's fun if it I mean it's clearly not in, or maybe it's intended to be. I don't fucking know. Sometimes you can't tell. But he has some great lines. Happens to be the best damn candidate out of six hundred volunteers. And also we get our uh I think has every single fucking movie we've watched on this show had a, a DC Comics reference? Because he makes a reference to Superman here, so. He may not be Superman, but he'll be a living symbol of what this country stands for. I think there might have been. I don't know. I think, I think, or at least in most of them. Yeah, well, yeah. Probably not every single one, but lots of them have. It's just because it's been happening a lot recently. Yeah, with Batman and all Batman. that stuff. Batman. Uh, yeah, he makes a Superman reference, which is fun because, I mean... Previously, Ned Beatty, as we talked about, he was Otis and Superman, so that's cool. Also, I don't know if this was, this was definitely before the Amalgam comics, but Amalgam comics was a DC character and a Marvel character fused together. Captain America fused with Superman to become Super Soldier. So, that's... I didn't, I knew that was a thing, but I didn't know about that. You know about Dark Claw, which is Batman and Wolverine? Yeah, I knew or, that, I knew, I knew about that one. Iron, but... Iron Lantern, Iron Man, Green Lantern. Uh, These are the weirdest combinations. Lobo the Duck. Lobo and Howard the Hold Duck. On. Um, what? Bruce Wayne, Agent of Shield. I have that one. Uh, what are some other ones? Um, it's like Dust Bunny or something. Is uh, it's not Dust Bunny. It's Dust something. It's it's the Flash and Ghost Rider. I don't know. <laughs> Point is, there's a lot of crazy ones, and all of those combinations sound so wrong. <laughs> they're, well, they're so 90s, especially Dark Claw and Iron Lantern. Oh my god. So we get this extreme zoom in on Howard Stark's mustache that I enjoyed, and Steve's name is being kept a secret to the public. So he does have a secret identity. The the project is codenamed Captain America. They they sh so again Captain America isn't something that's like naturally put into the world. In in the seventies ones, it was his dad's alter ego or what the, his what what they called his dad to make fun of him. And now it's fucking oh yeah, I just realized that now it's the both, name of the both of, of these the got project. origin like from their dads. <laughs> Which isn't as fun. No, I mean, it's, I guess it's not fun when his dad's beating his mom. No, but, that's not fun. <laughs> but either, it's, but it, it, it's it, it's more interesting. Yeah, than it's just more everything being when fine. he does it because he he wants to, not because his dad was doing it. Yeah, the brilliant scene of the super soldier serum is they put him in the chair 
and then they shine a big flashlight on him, and, and his muscles... electricity. It, yeah, surging everywhere. And they show shots of his calves, and... And, and, and like, his... They, his elbows. And did they even get bigger? I, I feel they like it barely was just get bigger. Of... It's like they they had a less muscular guy and then a more muscular guy came in. Like <laughs> it's really fucking disappointing. And I was I don't know what I was expecting. They were originally gonna do it uh, uh, Bill Bixby style and have a different actor for Captain America. You don't really need that. That would have been really weird. Yeah, especially because Steve Rogers would have been in the movie for like. 10 minutes so yeah i'm glad they didn't do that but as is it's still pretty bad i gotta credit my dad for this like too because he caught where the nurse is like his vital signs are stable but he isn't hooked up to any monitors or anything so yeah (laughs) how how would you know that yeah i know and where are they monitoring that i well i don't know and (laughs) and i don't like i there's a lot of stuff in the 40s portion that's clearly just 90s stuff and i don't think they thought about it and this might be my favorite moment in the whole movie when this secret nazi who the second he came on screen i was like that guy's a fucking nazi there's no (laughs) way he's not because same thing happens in the first avenger you know he he blows up the thing and steals the serum but he fakes a handshake he's like congratulations and blows her away and I can't really convey to you how fucking funny it is. It's so funny. Just the, I feel like... I've seen it so many times. It's like one of the best lines in the movie, and it's not even a clever line. It's just funny because of the it's delivery. It's so rant. Like, it's so, like... Like, even if you expect it, it's so unexpected how it goes. Like, like he just moves his hand out of the way and shoots her. <laughs> like, he just had a gun right there. It's he so does, fucking like, funny. It goes from a handshake to, like, the Nazi salute. Captain America gets shot twice in the chest, doesn't react. And, and, and people are getting shot, and there's, like, it's very bloody. Like, like yeah. for this, for this, like, this movie's so goofy. Like, you could show a kid this for the most part, except for the 1943 portion where it's the most horrific. <laughs> like, like, a kid being abducted by Nazis, and then, and then it's, it's so bloody here for a second. <laughs> And the Nazi gets thrown into, like, some computer banks or whatever, just like in all the Hulk movies, and gets electrocuted to death. And Steve Rogers apparently has bullet immunity, because, yeah, he gets shot twice, and he's fine. Also, the lady doctor bleeds out in his hand, just like Abraham Erskine and uh, Stanley Tucci in the original, in, in the first Avenger. God, that's such a good fucking movie. My plan was to just watch that movie immediately after this, but this took a lot longer than I expected yeah. it to. This was uh, this is it wasn't even that long of a movie. No, I, it, I, it just took a lot to get through. I did a lot of pausing and 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 research and writing things down, especially when things make no fucking sense later. Howard Stark needs Steve operational in forty eight hours. He's just fine, I guess, because he had a surgery like an hour ago, and and he gets up and he's ready to go because they gathered intel that the German are going to launch a rocket in the next five days, and Cap is their only hope. And so Steve's just walking about. About after being shot twice and after his surgery and he's ready for action even though he, I don't think he has any combat training no he mentions that he he so he can't do anything like <laughs> like getting a super soldier serum doesn't he literally got you, the serum and then spent like a day in the hospital it doesn't make you good at, at fighting it just makes you stronger but if I mean if you unless, have strength and you don't know how to use it unless in that one week time skip he was getting combat training but i doubt it yeah maybe he's polio <laughs> yeah all the polio probably hold, held him back from ever learning anything 
But alright, and without explanation, or without a solid explanation, he's already in his fucking Captain America suit, and he has his shield, but it's in like, it's in this protective sheet because he, for he parachuting, like <laughs> but why does it need to be? Like, it's vibranium. would it be that <laughs> difficult to just put it on your back, or, or just hold it? Yeah, it, it's not even that big of a shield, just it, hold it. Yeah, <laughs> if he can hold the fucking strap of the bag, don't tell me he can't hold the actual shield. Anyway, they explain it's a fireproof uniform, and then joke about how it's terrible cam- camouflage. But yeah, it is terrible camouflage. Maybe you should have fucking thought about that. But Steve asks if when he'll have other super soldiers to work with, and Howard Stark, which I'm, I'm sticking with, says that the Doctor never wrote the formula down to keep it from getting in the wrong hands, and so Steve's probably the only one of his kind. Which is literally the worst idea. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like that's an awful idea. I would have written it down somewhere. Somewhere top secret, but somewhere. You're the military. I'm sure you have somewhere to keep it. Yeah, and uh, it's not like she did it on her own. Like, there were doctors helping her who probably know That's probably where she got all the funding to even do it. (laughs) Yeah, Captain America parachutes... And it's clearly, like, one of those green army men with the parachutes on it, just from really far away. It's blindingly obvious that that's all it is. It's in, in its daytime when he when he parachutes, and then when he gets there, it's nighttime. So, I mean, it's a, great work. It's a long way down. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you know, I guess so. He's infiltrating this Nazi fortress, but his shield is so obviously added in post. Like, when he throws it, it's clearly just... A photo of the shield just really sped up. It's better than it is in the fucking seventies <laughs> ones. It definitely is. And the shield isn't weird clear plastic. It actually looks pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I whoever did the costume and the shield did a good job. Well I it guess. was um it was the uh, Burton Studio. It was the Batman guys. Oh. Uh, so obviously they have experience, even though it's weird because Batman 89 was one year before this, obviously. So. Interesting. That's that's like a really tight schedule between like the biggest movie of that year and then some direct-to-DVD. The yeah, that no one remembers. <laughs> and this is this is such an anticlimactic build-up to the Red Skull. And the first Avenger, which could honestly be the name of this fucking podcast at this point. But in the first Avenger, you know, you got the bit where you see, like, the flash back to Johann Schmidt and he, he's injecting himself with a thing and then the eyes go like all red the, the skin's peeling off you see at the start he's got the red on the Hydra symbol when he infiltrates the village and then you know the guy's painting the, the portrait of the red skull and for a split second you see it but he turns off the lights when Arnim Zola comes in but if you pause it there you can see the red skull and so it's like and then you finally see the skull when he rips his own face off and you see it. But in this, now you just see it. it's fine. Yeah, you just like, see it's it. fine. And also, I just realized that there's no mention of Hydra in this movie. Yeah, I didn't Nazis. even think about that. They're just Nazis. He, he looks kind of cool from a distance, uh, and then no. he looks so <laughs> he looks, disgusting. He looks awful he, from every he's single disgusting angle. disgusting, and he's... He's like so juicy. Like all yeah, the cracks he are looks filled really with really sweaty. With like paint and it looks like all the cracks are filled with like jelly or something. Yeah. Like it's, it's like chunky. So weird. But even though it's really bad, I wish we got to see it more cuz it's more interesting to watch him fight that than just a guy. Like I would rather have him fight this really disgusting looking horrible yeah, Nazi and- <laughs> creation than than just a guy with Instead of plastic them surgery. Instead of putting Putting the actor in the red skull makeup and then painting it over with with, his skin with tone. Caucasian skin tone <laughs> color, yeah, that's weird. But it's, with like really splotchy it's, paint. It's just like in Batman '89, actually. You know what? I'm starting to think there might have been a few similarities because in that movie, Jack Napier, Joker's face, he gets bleached white and he has lips and everything, so he paints over it. 
to make it look like he has a normal face, but he still has, like, the smile, so it's really creepy looking, but it's really well done, because it's just Jack Nicholson, and it's unsettling, he's got this Glasgow smile going on. Because Jack Nicholson is creepy. (laughs) And because that's a well-made film, (laughs) and this is not. It's ridiculous, like, it's ridiculous looking. And it's even more ridiculous looking when it's red, because <laughs> it, uh, you know I, know... I think it's more ridiculous when it's a bad paint job, I think it's, you can still see the red under. I think it's less interesting as, as a bad it's less paint in, It's definitely less interesting. Like, I like... you. No matter how the red skull looks, I would rather watch Captain America punch the shit out of a, a gross-looking red skull than I would him fighting just some guy. Because that's what we... We've gotten three or two movies already of him fighting some guy. I think they still call him Red Skull throughout the entire oh, movie yeah, when they his do. skull isn't red anymore. And it's like, does everybody know that he has <laughs> Yeah, is that just skull? common knowledge? I guess Especially, it must be. Like, it would be weird if it was because of what they talk about later in the movie with all those assassinations. Yeah, and how the Red Skull killed the Kennedys. And Martin Luther King Jr., apparently. Oh, man. Man, we're gonna get into that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about JD Salinger when we get there because I made some connections, and I don't know if I should say them, but I'm that's, definitely gonna that's, later. That's not that's that doesn't sound very good so, when we're talking about so, <laughs> assassinations. He gets the Nazis to like blow up their own truck, and then he blows up everything. <laughs> There's these like like red barrels from video games, basically, but they have swastikas on them and he hits them with his shield and they all explode and there is this kind of awesome fucking there actually is really awesome moment it's just this one shot of captain america knocking someone into the fire like with his shield and it looks so cool because it's just like everything's illuminated by the fire and you got captain america and he looks really good right now and (laughs) he's just it's like a comic book it's crazy it looks really great and red skull is just so disgusting looking and so is captain america because of the rubber ears Wait, there was rubber ears? How did you not notice? I, di- I didn't even notice. That's like the one thing. That's like the one thing about the whole costume. Originally, that yeah, you should look up a picture of it right now. Because I, they are I should. <laughs> so obviously there. And it kind of detracted from the whole thing. Originally, there were going to be normal ear holes, but it caused uncomfortable chafing. Chafing? According- shaving. Sha- shaving. He couldn't stop shaving. So, like, they're just like, oh, yeah, just do rubber ears. It'll be fine. It's not going to look f- so fucking inhuman. I guess yeah, it worked sure if you didn't looks. notice. I mean, I think it was just me not paying en- enough attention. Yeah, but... it's so gross. Like, it looks so good Why otherwise. Put rubber ears? Like, he's got the wings. It's very period-accurate, like, comic-accurate yeah, Captain America. All I America. noticed was the wings. I didn't notice the rubber ears. It looks really good, but those ears are disgusting. Captain America throws the shield at the Red Skull and he catches it Winter Soldier style, which I, I enjoyed, and throws it into the ground and there's, it's a pretty cool moment because Red Skull... It shatters the ground? Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I think that's cool because it, it shows how powerful that shield is without having to have a whole thing where it's like, it's made of vibranium from, from Wakanda or whatever. Are you looking at a picture of the rubber yeah. ears? How could you not see those, those are, rubber those ears? They're so gross. It, it really killed it for me. Yeah. Also, he only wears the costume like two times, which is always a big no for me, but in this I didn't mind as much. But, you know, this bit looks pretty cool because both of them are shot from a distance and they're just fighting, and so it's like a comic book because you can't tell how horrible both of them I look. I mean, are they really fighting? It's kind of just cat getting his ass beat. Yeah, but you know, I'm kind of glad that that happened because as much as I think The First Avenger is one of the best comic book movies ever made, I also think there is a lot of talk about how their power levels are on the same, or like they're on the same level and not a lot of 
actual demonstration in that movie. In this, I think they actually show that their power levels are equal, which is probably one of my favorite things about this movie. Is like they're both super soldiers and they're both equally as strong as each other. So and it's it more makes threatening sense because Red Skull probably has actual like combat training. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a huge <laughs> difference. Has none. <laughs> huge difference in experience there. He literally says he doesn't know how to use the shield. You all right with that there shield? Here's a little more time to practice. I like. I always love a Red Skull quip when Captain America for, first shows up, and so he's like, Just when I am needing help of my English lessons. But it's a lot like the first Avenger where he's like, Captain America! How exciting! I am a great fan of your films! And Red Skull beats Cap up so fucking good into unconsciousness, and then he straps him to a rocket like Toy Story. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't know. That's why the first that was the first thing that came to mind. Yeah, but... I was I was thinking like a James Bond thing, but you know, I mean, Toy Story too. works too. And he's gonna blow up Casablanca and Dunkirk, which are films of different different <laughs> quality. <laughs> and I guess the the he's gonna blow up the White House. And he wants to be the president, which comes back later. He's just like, do you think I could be the president? And yeah, then, is that his goal? <laughs> it is later, because he takes over the president. He wants to become the president of the United States by blowing up the White House. They start the launch, and Cap grabs the Red Skull, and he's going to take him with him. It's very Demolition Man, where it's like Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes both get frozen, and then they come back in the future and fight each other. But Skull breaks free, so it's just Cap, and his rocket launches... And back in Washington, D.C., this kid gets yelled at by his mom for still being awake. Ugh, I hate this. And he <laughs> says, oh, I'll grow up and be the president one day, Mom. And, Spoiler alert, he does. And I, I, I said, I bet he's going to be the fucking president when Captain America gets unfrozen. And of course he does. And his parents have such 1990s hair. Like, it's so obvious that they're just modern. Like, they didn't try to do anything. This kid sneaks outside with a fucking modern camera. It's clearly a 1990s mirrorless camera. And he goes to take pictures of the White House. And the rocket that Captain America is on shoots past in the sky at like airplane <laughs> level. And he gets a perfect picture. And the kid can see him from the ground through his fucking camera. So they're telling me that there was a consumer grade camera in 1943 that had an optical zoom that could shoot far enough to see fucking airplanes. <laughs> That's bullshit. There is most cameras now couldn't do that. I mean, wasn't the rocket going towards the White House? So I guess. But that's not but when he gets still, the pictures. He gets yeah. the pictures when it's way up there. And there's weird edits between him and, and Captain America. And uh, eventually he comes down. But that. There's a fucking, weird. I hate that. There's and, a weird effect and it of flies, like the, the rocket going over. It flies right over his fucking head. And it head. looks really bad. And later they say Captain America broke the wing off to to make it not hit the White House. I but don't I think did, that's how rockets I, ne I never got a feel of that. And also, how did he do that? Because he's Captain <laughs> that's America. It's one of the worst parts of the whole fucking movie. <laughs> this is so dumb. And after that, the rocket lands in Alaska and gets covered in snow. How the fuck did that rocket go that far? It wasn't supposed to blow up Dunkirk or Casablanca, or, or was his just supposed to blow up the U.S.? I mean, it was going towards the White House, so I'm assuming when you only put enough yeah. fuel for it to get to the White House, so how the fuck is it getting from Germany to Alaska? I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> and also, he crashes into Alaska, and he was on the outside, and the only reason Steve Rogers was able to 
survive the plane crash was because he was inside the plane. I don't think he has super not getting hypothermia and fucking dying serum. But he's Captain America. Oh, so, oh, it's fine then. Yeah, it's fine. He has a serum. He's Captain America. Who's it's strong fine. and brave here to save the um, American way or whatever? Meanwhile, in Springfield, Ohio, the kid apparently lives there because he's showing this impossibly stereotypically nerdy friend named Sam this photo that he took. And before we get into the big reference of the whole movie, Sam is played by by Ned Beatty's kid, uh, and, and Ned Beatty plays adult Sam, so that's kind of fun. But he's got like a blonde bowl cut and glasses... And there's a pencil in the glasses at all times. It's ridiculous. It's so... If you didn't fucking get it... And then, as an adult, he still has a pencil in his glasses at all times. It's how you know it's still him. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess that's how. I never would have fucking... I never would have figured it out. Never would have figured that one out. And so Sam says that he has a Captain Midnight magic decoder, which Captain Midnight was a real thing in, in World War II. It was a real, real propaganda thing. Here's a special tip for the fellas and girls who have not already joined Captain Midnight's new 1940 flight patrol. Also name of a fantastic YouTube channel all about Marvel movies, so that's right up our alley. Maybe if There's I remember, a I'll link to, to, to it below because that's it's really good. fun. Yeah. Oh, you watch it? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, so well, heavy endorsement. Oh, yeah, it's, it's great stuff. Sam says, Did he have a trident? No, we didn't have a trident. Okay, so it wasn't submarine, and it couldn't have been Human Torch. We would have blown up the rocket before it could land. What the fuck? <laughs> so, for the uninformed, this is a world where both Namor the Submariner and the Human Torch are apparently real people. Which, does that mean that the entire Fantastic Four exists? No, because the Human Torch... Johnny Storm is the second Human Torch. All right. First Human Torch was a guy in the 40s. He, he didn't get it in a radiation blast. He had, like, a fireproof suit. And then they did some sort of experiment to be like, oh, look, he, we, he could be fireproof. And then he was just on fire. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then he's just on yeah, fire forever. I remember his real name. But in Captain America, the first one, um, you can... There's, like, they go to the Stark Expo, and, like, the suit is in this case. Oh, so okay. it's it, that's fun. Still... What the so fuck? So crazy, because he's like, oh, does he have a trident? Couldn't have been Namor. So clearly, Namor exists. Namor, Captain America, the original Human Torch, were on this team in the 40s called the Invaders. And that's so ridiculous, because they couldn't have been working together, because that had to be Captain America's first mission. Yeah, which also, that just shows how great of a job, the, or how great of an idea the, the Super Soldier Project was when on the first mission, their one soldier... Got got frozen. Yeah, well, I, I guess they were like, oh, we'll try a second experiment. Oh, it's this guy who's on fire. Oh, <laughs> my. Oh, God. <sighs> the Human Torch is the second super soldier that's just always on fire. Yeah, you know, maybe they all were. But also, I guess Atlantis exists in this fucking universe. If Namor is around, Namor is king of Atlantis. Just like Aquaman, they're the same guy, pretty much. It's just Marvel's Aquaman. And Namor is more of a dick. And he always wants to fuck Sue Storm. And he hates Wakanda. Got a good level in Ultimate Alliance, though. <laughs> Fuck, dude, that, that... That's his redeeming quality. That's so weird. That's the most specific reference we've ever gotten in any of these movies. Like, we've gotten Captain America t-shirts and fucking... We got, like, Spider-Man pajamas, but we didn't get confirmation that there's two other Marvel characters in this universe. That blew my mind. It, it was so out of place. 
Yeah. Like, is this really the place where you would have expected, like, full name drops of other Marvel characters? I, it's, it's so baffling after that horrible airplane, or, like, horrible rocket sequence, too. Anyway, we got some hor- more. speaking of horrible, we got some, a horrible music newspaper montage showing all the decades leading up to 1990. So it's just all the big events from 1943 to... To 1990, so... And all of them are focused around the kid that wanted be, to be the president. Yep. And guess what? He becomes the president. He becomes the president. President Tom something. Kimball. Thomas Kimball is now the president. We never hear the kid's name in that in that scene. Yeah, so I was really confused about that for, for yeah, a second. Yeah, because I guess it's supposed to be a big twist later. In, in, in American history, we've had a lot of pretty rousing, rousing presidential speeches. That the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. And so Thomas Kimball's offering is... It's bad medicine. And nobody said the medicine was going to taste any good. But can we afford not to take it? Things are tough. Uh, let's just uh, try to make everything better. All right? <laughs> the United States is a disease. <laughs> That's what he should have... Well, yeah, he's pushing, <laughs> pretty much he's he's pushing this real hard environmental policy. U.S. General, who is a Nazi, I guess, is not thrilled about it. Red Skull... He's still alive, and he's in Italy, and he's hosting this meal, and the general's there, so the general is a secret Nazi. He's hosting this meal with all these guys talking about how Kimball needs to be taken down, and Red Skull has a normal face over his skull face. It somehow looks so much worse. I think you're right. Like I said a couple times, it's a terrible paint job where you can still see the red underneath. Yeah, you're painting over over a mask. And they're trying to claim that that was plastic surgery. There's nothing changed. He still has all the weird cracks in his face. That's the weirdest part is that he has all the weird craters in his face. I mean, face. They, they just look more like scars, but still. It's like, still bad. It's it still so bad. Really it's so much worse. And he has weird greasy gelled hair. Which it. has you have hair. <laughs> it's one of those classic plastic surgeries where they give you hair. Uh, he says that <laughs> So he's like, political assassins always get caught. So we need to control him using a brain implant. And I was going to make my political assassin point later, but I guess I can make it now. Matt Salinger, right? He plays Captain America. His dad, J.D. Salinger, wrote Catcher in the Rye. So when you think of, of famous assassinations, Martin Luther King and the Kennedys, I always think of John Lennon, the guy, I can't remember his name, the guy who killed John Lennon, his his whole testimony was based around the catcher in the rye. The whole thing was like he he turned that book in and was like, "This is why I did it." So this movie is very interested in political assassinations, and one of the most famous American political assassinations of all time is led to J D. Salinger, the father of Captain America. I don't know if I'm reading into this, but that's really weird. I think you are. But... You don't think that's weird? That's like. It's a really, really weird and specific coincidence, I think. I, like, there has to be something there. I, I don't think there's anything deep about it. I think it's just to make Red Skull seem even more evil. It's so weird, though. So they're going to try to control the president with a brain implant thing. And back in Alaska, these people are just in the middle of nowhere for just, some reason. having a little hike in the yep. middle of uh, yep. Alaska. As you do. They dig out Captain America. And he's not like chiseled out of the ice. He just breaks himself out and leaves. And I guess he walked all the way from Alaska to northern Canada because later he's walking around northern Canada. Which, pretty sure there's 
there's not exactly a way to walk from Alaska to Canada, but all right. I, I was I was looking at it, and I guess it's possible to walk from Alaska to Canada. Yeah. How? <laughs> Alaska isn't an island. Like it's 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 close enough. I, I it's guess. closer to Canada than than anything else in the United States is really. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's still it just bad. Sounds so stupid. And Kimball sees the headline, the cap's back. And so he lines the picture up with the picture that he took as a child that's in his wallet at all times for some reason. Whatever keeps you going, whatever stops you from killing yourself. And he calls Sam and tells him that, oh, we found the guy on the rocket ship. And Sam's like, oh, you know, Cap could probably take down the Red Skull. And and then he says, I gotta go up in the attic get my long johns. And he still has his fucking Captain Midnight decoder on his keychain. Why does he still have that? He's like full, he's like 60 years old yeah, or whatever like it really is now. Old. And Red Skull's in Rome, and he sees that Captain America's back also, and he wants his, his sexy German daughter to help take him down. And so if he has a daughter, that means somebody fucked the Red Skull. Yeah. I don't know if they fucked him when he had a Red Skull or if they fucked him after the plastic surgery. Either way. It's still it's not fun weird. to think about because he is a disgusting-looking person. Uh, you know what? Comic Book Red Skull has a daughter, too. That doesn't make it any better. And Comic Book Red Skull looks better than... It isn't as disgusting-looking as fucking as yeah, this Red Skull. he's still just a... He's, he's an actual a, skeleton! Yeah, he's a fucking <laughs> red skeleton. Is he actually a skeleton or is it just a skull? It's just a skull. The rest a of him is, is human, which is weird to think about. He still has red bones. <laughs> yeah, it's actually... It's, yeah, if, if you skinned him, he would just have a red skeleton. Captain America's running through the forest in northern Canada. Some rad 90s chicks fly overhead in a helicopter. And also Sam is driving, so I guess he lives in northern Canada. And the two helicopters fly right over Sam, and they land, and they get on motorcycles in matching red jumpsuits. They're followed by this other guy, and but he's in a black jumpsuit. He's, you know, he's breaking all the rules. He's a, he's a real renegade. And we get a sick bike hop interrupted by Captain America hitting somebody in the head with a shield, and Captain America gets shot at by the Red Skull's daughter. Shield. Sam saves him. Yeah, he used his shield. There's a lot of great bullets bouncing off the shield effects in this movie because you know it's all got to be practical so that's one of the things i think this movie does the best a lot of the action's actually really fun <laughs> except towards the end when it's some of the worst editing ever committed to film <laughs> it's just really boring yeah <laughs> kind of boring at the end captain america's in sam's car sam tells captain america the president's been looking for him that red skull's still alive and that he thinks red skull killed martin luther king and the kennedys but then he's like oh wait captain america you don't know who those guys are you've been frozen since 1943 and cap has a lot of stubble going Going on and my problem with the stubble he has a weird like five o'clock shadow in the entire if, movie if if you think it was like if you're like oh well he grew it while he was frozen ice he That's should have not, a full-on yeah. fucking beard out. How, do you, how do you grow just a five o'clock shadow and in, long hair in what like 40 years maybe it's from all the from what we don't know how long he's been walking from alaska to northern canada i guess oh man that suit is gonna smell disgusting because he's been oh, in that yeah. suit this whole time sam says and he wears it throughout the entire movie i don't think he changes his clothes he does when they get to like Rome. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sam t- says that the doctor lady wouldn't have known Red Skull's real name. And so they look for a diary. Cap asks Sam to pull over. And this is a scene I knew about. Like, this is probably the most infamous scene in maybe this whole movie. It like, like three times. Like when people talk about this movie, this is the scene they talk about, which is Cap asks Sam to. Would you pull the car over, please? I think I'm going to be sick. And Cap gets out, pretends, like, goes over to, he, he, to throw up. Waits for Sam to follow him, then runs back and steals the fucking car and leaves him in the middle of Canada where there are assassins around. (laughs) 
two things. One, this is extremely out of character for Captain America. Uh-huh, yeah. And two, this relies on the person driving actually following him. What would he have done if he didn't follow him out of the car? He was thrown up, I guess. <laughs> thrown up and just gotten back in the car. He would have had to. Imp- he would have really had to improvise. It's it's so bad. It's literally the dumbest plan I've ever seen. It turns Captain America into such an asshole for for no reason. And it it's so much worse that he does it multiple times. And then it plays this fucking song. So his car runs out of gas eventually, and so he just he just leaves it <laughs> with the with like the fucking this book that's full of headlines from the last conveniently from from when Captain America went into the ice until now. It makes sense in the MCU because we have the internet and literally every piece of information on any topic is available to anybody for no price. Why does he just have this big old book of, of history? Like, is he gonna forget? <laughs> is he? Is Sam just gonna be driving around and be like, and forget who shot John F. Kennedy or whatever? Oh yeah, that's right, it was Red Skull. <laughs> it was the Red Skull, and he killed John Lennon. <laughs> I wish they said that, could you imagine? Oh my god. That'd be god. so awkward for Matt Salinger. He hitches a ride in the back of this guy's truck and dreams about his old girlfriend and gets out in California. And he's at Venice Beach, but he lives in Redondo, and Venice and Redondo are not right next to each other. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure they probably look very different. Yeah, they do, because Venice is disgusting, and Redondo <laughs> rocks. So I, I maybe have a bit of a bias, but I don't like Venice. It's uncomfortable. Redondo's the way to go. <laughs> and, and, and he's like, he gets yelled at by these punks for a cigarette, and then he's he's, he's staring at this, this chick in a swimsuit, and then he goes back to his old house. And he thinks that this bleach blonde California chick is his old girlfriend. Even though they don't look similar, like, at all. She hits him in the face with a six-pack, which I enjoyed. <laughs> and he's reunited with his Peggy Carter style. He's reunited with his ex-girlfriend, and I think she's living in his old house. She's because... living in the same house she was living in before, I think. Okay. Well, she stayed there because then you would know how to find me, because I always thought that you were alive. And she had a kid with this guy named Jack. And she waited for 16 years before she finally decided to have kids. That's that doesn't a, sound like forever. <laughs> that is a long time. Yeah, it's to, definitely a long time. To be <laughs> single, fucking California in the 40s. Especially when it's already confirmed that he's been missing in action, and he's been missing in action. For a very long time. For 40 years. <laughs> Red Skull's angry at his daughter for letting Captain America get away. And that's it. Sam has luckily made it back to Washington. He uncovers the files on Captain America, learns his real name, Steve Rogers, calls Tom, tells him that he was uh, that he has the address of his old girlfriend. These sexy Germans overhear this and get on a jet to Cali. Steve is staying with Sharon, and so here's a real conversation between Steve and Sharon. I guess they didn't have VCRs up where you were. Nope. The movies didn't come in little black boxes, and you couldn't check them out of the library. Because there's a knock at the door at, at Bernie's house or Bertie's house. They say her I name. Could I not could not tell what her name I, was. I, I, I can't. Like, Bernie's a, a male's name traditionally, I think. Bertie is like an Australian name. I thought it was Bernice for a second, but that's even weirder. <laughs> yeah. Peggy opens the door, and it, it's, <laughs> it's Sam. Both he and Jack get shot by the sexy Germans. Cap realizes that it's all true, everything Sam said, because he's watching the Martin Luther King videos that he got from the library, I guess. And he's going to find that diary, and Sharon gets a call, and so they race over to 
to the house, which is surrounded by fire trucks and cop cars and ambulances and whatever. And Jack tells her that her mom didn't crack or whatever. He's going to be okay. He's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. And then she, like, sees her mom's corpse. It's really intense. Being put in a body bag. <laughs> yeah, and I think that Sam is, Sam is also dead. And in he, his dying he, moment. Yeah, he got shot in the back or in his, something. In his dying moment, he gives Cap the fucking Captain Midnight decoder and says to give it to Tom. In Jack's hospital room, he's breaking news report. President was abducted on his trip to Rome. Of course, he took a trip in the one place that the Red Skull is. Steve thinks that it's the same group who came to What's-Her-Face and killed her. And so Steve thinks that the diary is in this place. There's now a diner, and he searches for it in the walls of a women's restroom. It is very awkward. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird moment of comedy, because... the, it's the like scene, comedy in giant quotations. The scene seems to suggest that in the 40s, you could just walk into a women's restroom... Like, he wouldn't know any better. But Which, he's not an alien. That, yeah. He's just been out for a few decades. Like, it's not... Nothing's changed. Why would he assume that that's fine? Like, I I would expect him to be racist <laughs> or, or sexist yeah. or something, but... I don't know why he just doesn't understand basic privacy. <laughs> he punches a wall. He punches yeah, he a punches wall. it really hard. And he finds the secret laboratory entrance and the diary. Then the diner's infiltrated by the sexy Germans. The cast of Reservoir Dogs is also there. I don't know if they're working together. I guess they are. It's just all these guys in suits. They grab Sharon and Red Skull's diary. And so this one guy who's holding her hostage just has this really weird delivery. Dr. Vasily's diary. I'll take that for the Red Skull. And they chase Steve around. He uses this makeshift shield in true Captain America fashion just to grab a fucking taxi door or a garbage can lid or whatever you can to knock this guy through a bunch of glass and then he takes out the rest of them. What did he even grab? It was like a pipe cover? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like a lid for a pipe. But what pipes have those <laughs> i don't know it's this really weird rubber gray disgusting yeah, thing it, with a handle on it. it it was just weird like it's not like an everyday item it's this very specific and thing he th- at some point he throws it at somebody's hands that has a gun those hands are definitely broken <laughs> but he takes the rest of them out He's doing so many flips and kicks and other stuff, and it's it is it's fun. Which I it like looks this. Like, it looks like he's doing actual flips. It looks good. This is a good looking action sequence, and I think this is a good looking movie. Like overall, just like as a film, it it's, looks pretty good. But it's just not a good movie on like a narrative no, or most no. of the effects. <laughs> no, or not, the or, dialogue or emotionally or or the acting characterization. <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't do anything a movie should do, but it looks good. Sharon gets gets a hit. In, you know i mean i guess it's it's hard she does yeah because you got to give the the woman you know it's 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 really hard when you're so used to just being a working woman in the workplace she well, she spends most of her days working you know gotta wake up in time to get to work at 9 a.m you're off by 5 p.m you know you know but you gotta give her that one hit i was hoping you know it's never gonna stop yeah he interrogates this guy and he's and the guy's like oh we got our orders from the red skull's daughter and then he just murders him like he throws him into this pipe but they're already like underground so that has to be going into something horrible (laughs) like a big grinder like the thing in temple of doom like the big grinder i know you don't know what i'm talking about because you're uncultured swine but it's whatever (laughs) he's he's probably in big mashy mashy gears and he's dead (laughs) the point is 
he's going into somebody's food at the diner. There's a lot of murder. Ew! It probably does lead to, like, it's like a Soylent Green situation. The diary says that Skull was born in, in, in Porto Runa or wherever in Italy, which is where we saw at the start. Red Skull has put the brain implant in the president, but it's not going to kick in for 24 hours because, of course, it's not. That's how movies work. When they take him away, he snatches this bottle of acid. I thought it was poison originally, but it's just acid. Yeah. I don't know what kind of bottle is containing this acid that can burn through steel beams. Sharon and Steve, they're headed to Porto Venere. They're already in Rome, but he's going again to steal the fucking car. Sharon, could you pull over for a minute? I think I'm gonna be sick. And this time, it doesn't even work because she finds him like five minutes later. Yeah. So he's like down the street. He he pretends to be sick again, and he steals Sharon's car this time. He's such an asshole. He says that it's to keep her out of danger. Yeah, I guess it makes more like, sense. It's, it's still pretty dumb. It's so dumb. It's so mean. Still a dick move. <laughs> and Tom... Oh, also, how the fuck did they take an airplane to get to Rome? Don't you think people would be aware that Captain America's on the loose? Well, he changed his clothes, so nobody knows it's him. Yeah, it's, it's, I guess it's, it's, a, it's a Bruce Wayne, Batman, Superman, Clark Kent situation. Yeah, but... Doesn't look like Captain America, so he's not Captain America. Yeah, but he brought his fucking... <laughs> it's the mask. He brought his fucking shield on the fucking airplane, didn't he? Think they're not gonna check a weapon? Nope. All right. Yeah. Nobody needs to check his. It was weirdly, 1990. Yeah. circular bag. It's just got it's got symbols in it. Like yeah. he, he he's in a, a ska band. He's in a mar- he's in the, um, he's in the marching band. Captain America would be great in a marching band. <laughs> Tom's using the acid. He's trying to burn himself out of a cell. That's it. Steve. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of moments where he's just like. Uh, there's a lot of just things happen, and that's it. Steve's asking this lady about the Red Skull, but she only speaks Italian. Sharon just shows back up. And she somehow knows how to speak Italian. Fine. Like, fluently. Yeah, yeah, she really does. She can understand everything. They find the recorder that was playing when Red Skull was taken away. Like, like, so the one that was recording at the very start of the movie. He was playing piano in front of all those women, then he got Naziified. And they say it needs fixing, but they don't even try it. And then they take it to a guy who could supposedly fix it. But, but then it plays just It just fine. plays. It's just fine. He literally says that he's never seen it before and he can't fix it. This whole scene. And then they play it. <laughs> why is that in the movie? Why do they, they have to? They play it twice. And why do they have to go to this guy? Like, like because... why can't they just try playing it when they were there? Like, what, yeah, like what's the I, point I, of this scene? Like, I'm not even thinking, like, narratively-wise. <laughs> but, like, it's long enough. Like, it's, yeah, it's an hour and 37 minutes. They could take out this You could take out scene. two minutes. That's fine. What's feature length? Like 80 minutes, honestly? Yeah, like... Like, like it's not the hour, standard, It's like but... an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, like... so, like... Yeah, it's, that's 80 minutes. Oh, shit. Well... <laughs> I, my, one of my favorite jokes on this movie is you, like, seemingly not knowing math. In the very first episode, you tell me oh, that yeah. one-third is bigger than, like... Yeah, I don't than know a half a or things, something. <laughs> a quarter... Like, not even a quarter of the movie. Yeah. Like, a third. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There is more than a quarter. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking stupid. No, that's okay. I mean, it's also it's summertime. Like, who cares? Yeah, I I guess. I forgot what a calculator even is, actually. Sharon has a portable recorder, and so she records it so they can play it later. Sexy Germans, they start a shootout at this outdoor cafe that, that Steve and Sharon are at. And they knock over this guy's orange stand in, in <laughs> with their car, which is always a staple uh, when you have a car chase in, in like a foreign movie. You gotta run into the You gotta run into the fruit, fruit stand, yeah. 
Every time, I don't know why. I don't know where it started. It's so dumb. It seems like a James Bond thing where it started. Like I feel like most things in movies started in James Bond movies. Yeah, a little bit. Because they've just tackled like everything at this point. Captain America saves some kids from being run over. In a Even very... though they they see the car coming and they still just roll the ball back and forth. Well, they're in Italy. It's 1990. They just want to die. Like <laughs> they're ready to die. It's a very um, Spider-Man two moment when he swings in the street and saves those kids. Hey, you guys. No plane in the streets. Yes, Mr. Spider-Man. See ya. She rides on this bike with Sharon. Not a motorbike, just a bicycle. And they ride it into the ocean. Good thing she can fucking swim, Steve. You didn't ask her. <laughs> yeah, didn't you, just, you just went for it. And then we get Sharon. We get this line. Oh my god, you found it! That is like so bitchin'. I thought this bag was like totally history. Grazie. I kind of like it because it's like she's saying this because that's what foreigners think Americans talk like. <laughs> so so she's just talking in such like hyperbole and ridiculous like dumb. The bag that she gets from this guy isn't hers, obviously. It's belongs to the Red Skull's daughter. She learned from the wallet. The wallet has a picture of the Red Skull in it, and so they head for the address that's in there. They're being followed again, because this whole fucking movie is just them being followed <laughs> by, by shady-looking cars. And this time, Sharon ditches Steve at the Red Skull's castle. So she was trying to be like, oh, no, I'm tough too, Steve. But then she just she gets, ditches him there. And then she gets kidnapped. Yeah, real, real tough of you. Yeah, because there's a fucking there's a blockade <laughs> of everybody. Real tough of you to become a damsel in distress right after saying you're tough. Yeah, <laughs> all right. And so they lock her up. Red Skull sees the president was trying to escape, and apparently they're gonna be they're gonna be taking him over. Or like he's like, oh, the takeover begins in 20 minutes or whatever. Steve suits up. It looks so goofy, but also I kind of love it <laughs> because it's 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 Captain America. Like it's a, it makes me a, smile. I don't know. It's, it's, I it's just, a good I like it's a fun thing. To see. <laughs> I like the suit. Other than the ears, which I can get over. I guess, even though they're very distracting <laughs> if, you, if you know about them. I can't believe I didn't notice it. It's so they're weird. So bad. It's so bad. Tom gets out of his cell. All the Nazis, or whatever, neo-Nazis, whoever, they all go to find him. They corner him on top of the castle, and so he tries to kill himself. <laughs> but Cap stops him. True American hero. He was just gonna kill himself. They introduce themselves, Tom and, and Steve do. Tom shows Steve the pick that he took, like, 50 years ago that hasn't degraded. And Steve says that he saw him on the ground. You were the little boy? You were on a rocket trying not to die. <laughs> He's is... like, you were the little boy? That is, I guess it's not impossible. It is extremely improbable, though. You are not looking at a little kid when you're trying to redirect a rocket from hitting the White House. And the little boy, like, he didn't see lots of kids yeah. between Germany and Washington, D.C., well, I maybe hate he was the only one with a camera. It's bad. It's, it's really dumb. bad. And so the bad guys sh shoot at them, and they have plot armor, so they're fine. And and uh, Steve gives Sam the Captain Mid or Steve gives Tom Ca Sam's Captain Midnight decoder. The president helps Captain America out. He he does like the worst diversion of all time. He's just like, hey, hey guys, look over here. Like I guess he just made the leap that they won't shoot me. <laughs> and so Captain America uses his shield to pile bricks on these guys, and so they are so fucking dead. It's unbelievable. <laughs> President calls for backup on this 90s cell phone. He has gross nails. Trim your nails, dude. It's important. Okay, hygiene is important. President punches the colonel in the face because, you know, he's working for the Red Skull and he was working for him, so. He's working 9 to 5. He's working 9 to 5! Working 9 to 5! Captain America, face to face with the Red Skull after like 50 years. Red Skull sounds like Tommy Wiseau in this line. Come to me, my brother. They betrayed me. They didn't keep their promise. They tricked me and I don't care anymore. President gets shot in the shoulder. 
followed by maybe the worst editing in cinematic history. I want to see a Captain America movie where Tommy Wiseau's Red Skull. Yeah, he could do and it. And Arnold Schwarzenegger's Captain America. <laughs> be the bad. Oh, God, he their could... accents. They're the, fucking they're, talking to each other. They're, act, they're, they're nowhere accents. <laughs> where is Tommy Wiseau from? Nobody knows. I've met him three times, and I... T- Tried to choke you one of the times. Yeah, the first time I met him, he... Oh, I can't... Oh, now I have a medium and tell my Tommy Wiseau stories. <laughs> so, first time I met Tommy Wiseau at, was at LA Comic Con. I think all three times were, actually. The first time he... He stole my phone. Um, I like I bought a copy of the room, and he signed a picture for me. And he asked me how to spell my name. My name is not hard to spell. It's four letters. Mm-hmm. And he said, "What do you say?" He's like, "How do you spell it?" <laughs> and then, and then they took my phone and like they played catch with my phone for a while. And we're like, "Picture time! Picture time!" <laughs> and then they took pictures of me with Tommy and my dad, and it was great. And then the second time. I went with someone who will not be named, and, and uh, he tried to strangle us, and we were like, oh, can we get a picture with you? And he's like, oh, I have to strangle you first. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and then the third time, since Tommy and I were, I guess, close enough at this point, we just walked by, and we're like, oh, hey, Tommy. He's like, oh, hey, how are you? I don't remember what happened, but there was like, he got really mad for a second. I don't remember. Did he recognize you any of the times after? No? I don't know. I don't I don't know, but we were just like, oh, hey, Tommy, how's it going? He's like, oh, hey, how are you guys? I eat, love Tommy. Eat a minute, so. bitch. In a few minutes, bitch. <laughs> I haven't seen his new, Have you seen his new movie? No, I haven't. I haven't either. I'm sure it's awful. We should watch it. He made another one, too, about a big shark, didn't he? Or has that come out yet? I know he's I making a big... He's making a shark movie. <laughs> Red Skull throws a chair at Captain America, and the president... Even though they're on top of a castle. Yeah. He has, like, a throne <laughs> that he just throws at him. Tom's beating this guy up, possibly to death, with Captain America's shield. Captain America's fighting the Red Skull. Sharon takes out this chick. Tom throws Steve his shield, and he does so many flips, and then he grabs the shield. He deflects the Skull's gunfire. It's so cool. Like, he's just running towards the Red Skull with a shield in the full outfit, and this just bullets are, are coming off it. Like, that would be the trailer shot, if, if trailers mattered in 1990. And then there's some seizure-inducing editing around here. This is my favorite line in comic book movie history. This might be my favorite moment in any film ever made where Captain America, he looks to the president and he goes, Mr. President! Thanks. Mr. President! And he gives him a thumbs up and a smile. Thanks. I knew, I've known about that I feel like since I was born. Like, I've, I've, I've always known about that moment, but seeing it with context is so incredible. <laughs> like, I didn't know when it was coming, and when it happened I was so happy, because it's <laughs> such an amazing you moment. You clapped. Mr. President! Thanks. It will definitely be the thumbnail of the YouTube video <laughs> because, oh yeah, Red Skull has like a secret detonator and a piano that is connected to a bomb that will blow up all of Southern Europe. That probably should have been your opening opening thing. <laughs> and that was Red never Skull. brought up before? That That's a bigger a deal thing. than controlling America. Red Skull's daughter shoots Captain America at Point Blake range. Red Skull can't hit Sharon with his gun even though she's right in front of him. He has extensive military training. Bomb is about to go off, but... Oh, this is so dumb. Captain America uses Sharon's recording of the skull playing piano to stop him, and Cap knocks Red Skull off of his castle, and he hits so many rocks on the way down. And then he falls into the ocean. It, for some reason, seeing it, it kind of reminded me of the ending of Fallout New Vegas. You know yeah, what I'm I know about? what you're talking about. <laughs> First part 
was stupid, the piano thing, but I think him get, getting knocked off the castle was kind of funny. It kind of makes great. up for it. But why does he have to appeal to his childhood senses and play a recording it's of so him? so dumb. It, I think he... And kind of unnecessary. I think they decapitated his daughter because... I did not catch that at all. Well, I... It's this really awkward cut. You see the daughter, they throw the shield, and then there's like this really awkward cut where you don't see impact or anything, and you never see the daughter again. So in my head, that would she be got decapitated. Amazing, I'm just going to go with that because this is the ending of the movie. Where Which, So this is literally the brutal, the most like brutal way to, to end the movie. He hits, he's so Push dead. somebody off of a cliff. And then decapitate Red somebody. Red Skull is so... F- he's so fucking dead. Like, it's unbelievable. He's incredibly dead. It ends on Captain America, and it morphs into a Jack Kirby drawing of Captain America. And then the news says that everybody stopped ruining the environment and everything is fine. And there's this horrible song. And so that was Captain America 1990. Final thoughts, everybody? It's incredible. (laughs) It is the dumbest movie I've ever seen, and it's terrible, but I love it. It's so bad it's good. It outdoes Spider-Man. I think it outdoes it by a lot. For being the worst thing and the best thing at the same time, like for being so bad it's good, this is the best so bad it's good movie we've watched on this whole show. it's just so so dumb it's so great like it's like i don't even want to give it a number rating just because i think these movies are hard to to give that kind of rating to yeah but it's great and it's on youtube watch it for being a free movie it was something and even if i if we did pay for it i'd still love it it's great it's so fun i mean there isn't enough reds like actual red skull on the red skull for me i would much i was really hoping like he would peel his own face off at the end like poltergeist style and then he would pretty good because like i was really like the whole thing sets up for like oh then he's gonna go back to the red skull right but he doesn't that's like the worst part of the whole movie for me like just like overall is that like like i wanted to see it again like i wanted to see the red skull it doesn't look good all but his gross creepy glory yeah well it's more fun to 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 have like a a nazi with a fucking red skull face and just some guy yeah a little bit. that kind of sucked but it's just such a goofy fucking like earnest comic book movie and that shield's pretty cool the shield isn't like the mcu shield it's like it's like rounded and then it kind of like p- protrudes in the center yeah. like the star is like the star sticks it out. It sticks a out, bit. and that's really cool looking. And it's the great. suit's cool. Shield is cool. Sometimes the stunts are kind of cool. There's some fun action sequences. I think there's some legitimately like sometimes the editing gets really bad. There's some but pretty. There's some there's some fun moments. Funny dumb shit in it. There's so much funny dumb but shit. But at the same time, there's so many bad effects. All of the actors are awful. <laughs> yeah, damn. All of the writing is awful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a lot of shit that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But, I mean, isn't that kind of the dream? <laughs> isn't that kind of what, yeah. exactly what you want? But I feel like it balances out pretty well. Yeah, it's... I had such a fun time watching this Even movie. if this isn't a great movie, you should still watch it because it's it is It's so great. much better <laughs> than the other Captain America movies for me. He not... The Captain America himself isn't better, but the, this movie's so much more fun. Yeah. The other Captain... Like, the Red Brown Captain America movies. They're really good, well, <laughs> kind of. Well, okay, they're not really with good. about a thousand they're, asterisks. They're good, in my opinion. Yeah, not really for, good for what they are. But they're, for seventies TV good. movies, they're they're totally fine. 
They're kind of boring, though. Yeah. This one is not boring at all. No, it's really cool. Except for at the end. It gets a little slow. But that's okay. Except for when Red Skull Red gets Skull pushed kills off the cliff himself, basically. And his daughter gets possibly decapitated. Man, I loved it. <laughs> it was so much fun. Um, okay, well, I guess that's it from us. Definitely watch this movie. Again, I won't be leaving the YouTube link in the description because I don't want it to get taken down. Just type in Captain America 1990. It's the first, it's the thing, first, thing. first thing that comes up. So, 7 out of 10 creepy Red Skull makeup jobs. 100 out of 10 not Call of Duty. Um, <laughs> it's 8.7 out of 10 too much water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Too much water. Thank you so much for listening. If you're watching this as a video, like it. If you're listening to this, subscribe to us. In fact, if you're watching this, subscribe to us too. Leave a nice review. Leave a nice comment. Share this with other other nerdy people that you know. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Marvel Movie Pod. We actually we have a Facebook page that I never plug because <laughs> no one cares. Nobody uses Facebook anymore. Yeah, but if if you do use stealing all of your private information, that's but fine. Whatever. That's that's okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'll leave the Facebook page below, but just type in every Marvel movie ever. You'll probably find it. What am I doing? You can email us at marvelmoviepod at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook at... Not on Facebook. Don't find me on Facebook. It's kind of weird. I don't think we... We probably don't know each other. Find me on Instagram at FlipDegg. Find me on Twitter at FlipDegg. But the E in egg is a three. Franny is a secret Nazi with a <laughs> with a red skull yeah, for I'm, a face. I, uh, I shot John F. Kennedy way before I was even born. I'm going to use so. that sound bite so many times in the future. Go ahead. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, that's it from us. Bye. Mr. President. Thanks. <laughs>